0: Thank you.
1: Welcome to The Gradebook, a Tampa Bay Times podcast on Florida education issues. I'm reporter Jeff Solichek, and it is the first week of classes. So what better to do than talk about what's going on in the schools, right? We have Megan Reeves, our Pinellas County education reporter, and she's been studying the issue of referrals for discipline actions in the Pinellas County schools. And she's going to talk with us about her report, which is just about to come out on tampabay.com. So let's just welcome Megan and get right into our conversation. Well, Megan, it is great to have you back on the podcast after too long of a time away, and um, welcome back.
0: Thank you. I agree it has been too long, but I've been super busy, and I think I have some good stuff for you.
1: Well, super busy doing what? I'm, I'm guessing you're, I'm hoping you're going to talk to us about your research on student referrals in the Pinellas County School District and how awesome they are.
0: I am, yes. Um, so I've just been sort of digging into referral data in Pinellas County schools. Um, I really requested that data on a whim just to kind of see what I would find, and it was a pretty alarming drop, I would say. Um, referrals since 2013-14 to the school year 18-19, um, Pinellas schools overall saw a drop of about 48%. Um, so nearly half the referrals that they used to have five years ago it went from 127,000 referrals to 66,000 referrals. Now, let me ask um, you
1: why you say that's alarming.
0: Uh, well, I mean, the, the population of Pinellas schools really hasn't changed all that much. It's hovered right around 100,000 students. Um, so I looked at the enrollment drop um, between those exact years, and it's really only been 4%. So if you're, you know, you have this almost the same population, the same number of students, Um, And you're seeing that big of a drop in disciplinary referrals. It kind of begs the question, what's happening?
1: Well, yeah, it begs the question, what's happening? But it sounds like it would be a good happening that kids are being better, but you're not necessarily finding that to be the case.
0: Um, well, I think it really depends on who you talk to. My interviews with district administrators—they say that it's it's a it's really evidence of a of success um, that there's a better culture in schools and that um, some of the behavior initiatives that they've put in place are really helping to transform schools in in such a way that um, students are encouraged to behave better. And then when they don't, even if they don't behave. Um, you know, well, teachers have a have kind of a better process about how, you know, how to discipline them in, in more productive ways. And so they're saying that this drop in referrals is actually a good thing. But then when you actually talk to educators, you know, on the ground in schools, teachers, the people in classrooms who spend, you know, most of the time with students, they're saying that that's not the case at all. And that behavior is actually getting worse Um, And that the only reason that referrals are down is because the districts really kind of put a stop to them. um, So they're lying. Is that what
1: you're saying? They're lying about their numbers?
0: Uh, I'm a little hesitant to use the word lying, but um, that's what teachers are telling me, that that it's just not true, that data is being manipulated, um, that you know, they're, they're writing these referrals still. They're still happening. The behavior still taking place and the discipline in the classroom is still taking place. But then when teachers, you know, traditionally they've been able to use the referral to sort of get backup from from the principal's office so that um, when the behavior reaches a point where it's disrupting class or disrupting the learning process, that they can sort of reach for help. And then that student is sent out and disciplined by the principal's office, by administrators. Um, but they're saying that that's really not an easy tool for them to reach for anymore, that um, they're being told to to really handle discipline as best they can in their own classroom. Um, But of course they have, you know, upward of 20 students and they're trying to do their main function, which is to teach. And so, um, you know, adding discipline to that mix is is really causing a lot of stress.
1: Why would a principal want to just send a problem child back into a classroom under that scenario? Why would they not want to say, we need to stop this issue before it gets worse? I, I keep thinking, you know, we're looking at a time where we're, Talking about post-Parkland where, you know, we want to better identify problems. We want to handle those problems before they get out of control. What benefit does it have for a principal or anybody to say, oh, just look over there, (laughs)
0: Right, right. Um, I, I think what it comes down to is a sort of pressure. Um, when doing these interviews, I interviewed uh, 20 teachers at least about this topic and as well as other educators and the teachers union and, and a word that just kept coming up in interviews over and over and over was pressure and um many people talked about how this pressure it really originates at the national level that there's this look at student discipline among American schools to get those numbers down and, and to try to get it at a place where where kids are behaving better um so that pressure i think you know it like i said at the national level it's at the state level and then it's it's really um invaded Pinellas County and in other other places um throughout Florida I know in Broward County this is a conversation in Hillsborough across the bay um, it's a conversation, and so I, I think there's just sort of this effort to to get these numbers lower, so that schools look better and maybe um, maybe are thought to be functioning better. Um, but of course, when you're taking maybe perhaps shortcuts, I think that's that's kind of the persp- the perspective of teachers is that if you're just not disciplining kids, are you really making progress, or are you just not recording what's happening?
1: I, I knew some principals who would say hey, I'm going to mark everything down. We're going to tackle these problems now. And they used to have like the highest number of referrals and the highest number of discipline incidents in their schools, and they were proud of it. Now it sounds like being proud of something is to have none. But like you said, it seems like having none signals perhaps another problem.
0: Right. And of of course, there's no way to know, you know, for sure what's happening in these schools. But um, I I think I can say pretty confidently just from hearing from from so many teachers in, in different campuses and from hearing from the teachers union, who's who's obviously well connected. Um, that this is happening, that principals are telling teachers, you know, in staff meetings, they're shaming them for hi- having high referral numbers. They're telling them, you know, do whatever you have to do to avoid a referral. In some instances, kids are returning to the classroom and telling the teacher, yeah, the principal ripped it up right in front of me, and you're never going to get me. I You know, there's, there's nothing that you can do to me. And Um, it's become sort of a way for, for students, you know, they've caught on over time and it's become a way for them to taunt some teachers. Um, a lot of the teachers I talked to are no longer in the school system and, and they, they, you know, they were close to retirement, but they said that this kind of pushed them over the line, that they just, they were kind of felt done being disrespected and, and felt done, um, not having that, that same level of support from the principal's office that they felt that they maybe did five or 10 years ago.
1: When you asked the people at the district level about this and told them about these teachers' concerns, did they in any way indicate that they might share some of
0: those concerns? Um, they definitely said that they have heard this happen before they they've heard cases of it um, that you know maybe they they kind of said it's like maybe more of a sprinkle than a than a blanket um it, it's you know maybe it's occurred at this school or that school or you know we've heard concerns from individual teachers and maybe they have there's some bad blood between them and the principal. um you know it sort of made it seem like this is a case by case thing, but then you know, like i said I, I've interviewed so many teachers, um twenty teachers from eight different schools on the record and even more teachers who didn't want to speak publicly because you know fear of retribution um but the the story is just very different talking to educators who are on the ground and and talking to people at the district office um so so no they don't see it as a as a huge problem they don't see it as emergent um and they don't see it as widespread but that's not what the data shows and that's not what my reporting shows at all
1: well maybe when they read your whole story which is coming out when now
0: It's coming out Thursday, today, on TampaBay.com.
1: And then in print for those people who don't like our website on Sunday, right?
0: Yes, on Sunday it will be in print.
1: And so then once maybe school board people read it, maybe, does that happen? There's a sense of outrage after the school board members see it and say, Hey, Mr. Superintendent and staff, I read about this in the Times, right?
0: I mean, that that's the ultimate goal, right? <laughs> it is for our work to make a difference. Um, my hope is that it, it does make a difference, at least for those teachers that I spoke with. You know, it takes a lot as a teacher, I think, to go on the record with a newspaper and, and you know, talk about the issues that are in schools. Um, but it's also very important that we know, you know, how these things are happening and, and the decisions that are being made or not made. Um, I, you know, it, it's just important for us to expose those things because... Obviously, data, you know, as as I think the story has found, data can be manipulated in ways to make it look very different from reality.
1: Now, were some schools better than others? Did some schools show a totally different trend or was it just across the board?
0: Um, it was mostly across the board, I would say. Um, I, I did dig into to school level data. I found eleven schools where referrals decreased by ninety percent or more. So, you know, in those uh, those campuses, that's almost non existent um, when it comes to referral discipline. Um, I found fifty one campuses where referrals were cut in half. Um, And just generally at the elementary level, referrals were cut 53% across all the elementary schools. In high schools, they were cut by exactly half. And then in middle schools, it was about 34%. So definitely big chunks of referrals that um, just seem to sort of gone missing um, or or just discipline processes that have just disappeared.
1: Now, I know you had talked about in the past and I had read about this process that they had adopted for Pinellas County Schools something about restorative justice. Is that what it's called? Um,
0: That's close. Um, There is, there is a program called restorative justice. It's a little different from what Pinellas is doing. They're doing restorative practice, um, which is something, it's a national program. It's a company that works with districts across the country. Um, Hillsborough County also in Tampa Bay has, has implemented it. Um, Basically the idea is it's a social science. It's built on an emerging social science that says, that when teachers create, you know, a sort of a, a community feel in their classroom and, and also at the school level, that kids are less likely to, to misbehave. And that even if they do misbehave, then teachers have um, better methods on how to meet that misbehavior um, and address it in such a way where it's easy for the child to come back into the classroom and, and um, sort of repair the relationships that were broken by the behavior. And so uh, Pinellas implemented that in 2015. It was um, right around the time that they came under scrutiny for disproportionate rates, um, bo- both in academics and discipline, disproportionalities between black students and non-black students. And um, so, th- so they, did, they implemented this program, I think, in, in good faith as sort of a solution or, or a part of a solution to meet demands from the community to change those things. Um, and I, I, I don't know that I can say that restorative practice hasn't had any, you know, positive impact in Pinellas, um, but I, you know, I, I do know that the data shows that this drop in referrals that doesn't seem to be um, tied to reality, it, it happened at the same time. I mean, restorative practice came in, and then that same year, the 2015-16 school year, um, referrals took a dive. That was the biggest drop that Pinellas saw, and then they've steadily declined since. And, the story that I hear from from educators in the district, they say that they haven't really been trained in restorative practices adequately. And so they're, you know, that while they're being told not to write referrals, they also don't have the tools to, to do these other kinds of means of, um, I, I guess, what you would call discipline or handling behavior.
1: I sense an even closer look at this coming up in the very near future.
0: I would imagine so. You know, this is the fifth year that Pinellas will have um, restorative practices in the district. Of course, it's it's been implemented, like I said, gradually. So last year was the first year that all teachers were trained, and um, this year they're training support staff. And so, you know, who's to say there might be some some good to come, you know, as, as this gets more underway and, and kind of builds up. Um, but I'll definitely be watching the referrals uh, really closely and, and hoping that teachers, you know, continue to reach out to me and talk about this topic.
1: Did any schools have an increase in their referral rates?
0: You know, I don't have that right offhand. Um, I I want to say yes. I, I, I do want to say that my spreadsheet did go that opposite direction. Um, but overwhelmingly, schools had fewer referrals than, than more referrals.
1: Well, when you find that one or two schools in your spreadsheet that have those numbers in the opposite direction. I hope you can share some more information about those two, because I'd be fascinated to know if they're just totally ignoring what the school district had to say, if they just right. say, or, or what they're doing, because, you know, it's a bucking the trend, right? So it's got to be interesting. <laughs>
0: right, right, for sure. Um, well, I will definitely report back. I'd love to be on the podcast again
1: we want you back because, you know, lots of stuff in Pinellas County is a very interesting school district. Do you have any other things that that we should be looking into for the coming weeks? Anything that you might be coming back and talking to us about soon? Classes just started.
0: Uh, Yeah, we're kind of waiting to see how the school year unfolds here. Um, I do have some other things uh, I, I don't want to share yet, but I do have some good things coming. I promise.
1: All right, so we'll wait for those secret stories, and we'll have you back soon. And thank you so much, Megan, for coming back and talking with me on the
0: podcast. It's always fun. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jeff.
1: That's the end of our conversation and the end of our podcast. If you'd like to participate and share your views on this issue, go to our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook, and you can write your comments right underneath the post on this podcast. For the latest in other Florida education breaking news, go to our blog, www.tampabay.com slash gradebook We still want to hear more ideas from you about what you want to know for this podcast so you can send them when you review the podcast wherever you get it that's Google iTunes and all sorts of other places now or you could just send me an email to jsolichek at tampabay.com I'm reporter Jeff Solichek thanks so much for listening